0: episode 148 of the Customer Support Leaders podcast. I'm Charlotte Ward. Today, I'd like to welcome Greg Skirving for a fireside chat. I would like to welcome back to the podcast today, Greg Skirving. Greg, lovely to have you back for a fireside. Now, I believe you have moved away from the room that I normally speak to you in, mm-hmm. and there is no fireside in this room, but I'm reliably informed, as in you told me right before we hit record, <sighs> that there are firesides in the house. So I think that counts, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I've got two to choose from. So
0: Excellent. Excellent. So, well, let, let's pick one of those metaphorically, and, uh, and um, you, could, you can perhaps tell me what you wanted to pull up a chair and talk about today.
1: Sure, you bet. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks for having me back. And uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, the scope or remit of uh, of support, um, and uh, you know, we can have a conversation about that and see where we go. I think uh, I think I wanted to start off with uh, uh, the word scope, and I think support today um, has suffered from scope creep in in many ways. Um, you uh, um, well, I suppose I should start at the thirty thousand foot level if you're a company and you sell anything it's incumbent upon you to provide information to your customers uh, on on how to use your product how to how to assemble it or install it, how to care for it, how to maintain it, uh, how to troubleshoot it be that you know the technical support that uh, that we're in um, uh, customer success. Um, or you know you can you can stripe that down to consumer goods. You buy a TV, you open the box, and there's a manual in there that has everything for you. So it's incumbent that uh, that uh, companies provide information to their their customers. Um, for the longest time, I think support's always been considered a a cost center, and uh, because of that, I think I think there's been um, uh, it's it's been viewed it's been viewed differently in in terms of uh, of how to staff it, uh, how to provide that information, and it's grown over time. But when you look at support today, and I know in in uh, my last few roles, um, you 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 look at the wide range of activities that we do, and it's not specific to to you know a few organizations. I believe it's industry wide. So. You know, for instance, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the activities could revolve around what ostensibly amount to a KB lookup. A customer phone's in, they haven't even looked at the knowledge base, and uh, um, they get one of your folks on the phone. And before you know it, you're, you're looking up the knowledge base for the customer. Um, system administration customer phones in and uh, you know, maybe they need to do some backup or maybe they're restoring something or who knows. And, and, you know, we, we help them out, but in reality, it's, we're doing their system administration for them. Um, you know, I, I will, will sort of talk about professional services with a wide brush and that there's a fine line between um, uh, a true professional services gig and, you know, customer it's it's on the fringe and uh we spend a couple hours with them and there we go i mean letter of the law you know it would be a professional service um upgrade help for instance you know um training um i i look at uh uh uh, customers will phone in. Now, I, I do think it's incumbent that we train customers on, you know, how to how to do a better job of of uh, figuring out issues themselves. Um but oftentimes we're we're giving training let me be careful here i don't want to switch this around to we're giving money away this is revenue that Mm -hmm. we're losing that's not the point of what i'm really trying to say just trying to identify some of these things and then lastly um level zero troubleshooting you know i mean people people phone up
0: what does what does that mean what does level zero
1: mean well, you know, uh, a traditional support group is going to do level one, and when they can't figure it out, it goes to level two or tier two. But, you know, there, there, there is, a, a, um, you know, a thought, a, an expectation from virtually every organization that I've worked with that the customers tried a few things themselves to to figure out the issue. If you go back to when support, and I don't you know, I don't know when we'd actually put it into a decade, maybe maybe the eighties, it 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 really resembled break fix. And you know, there were knowledge bases at that time, there weren't customer forums. Um, there was mm. the user manual, right? And it was like the, TV the user manual. manual. The yeah. user manual, and it had, it had you know, how to use the product, how to maintain it, you know, when you do your backups and when you should reboot it, et cetera, um, and uh, 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 how to troubleshoot it to a certain degree. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, KCS and knowledge bases evolved out of, I think that really evolved more out of, we need to deflect, which, oh, I don't want to run that big on that word, uh, I much prefer self-service. Um, but, uh, you know, knowledge bases came, came out of that. But, uh, uh, and again, like I say, customer forums, I think customer forums are great in terms of, uh, unique applications that the vendor might not even be aware of.
0: Mm-hmm. I think some really interesting things that you mentioned there. One is that I, I think that, uh, knowledge bases, uh, have gen, uh, I would say that a knowledge base, particularly the FAQ is, essentially an extent, an extension of that troubleshooting section of the user manual that you alluded to there. Uh, and I think it's really interesting that we've seen this evolution of expectation in some way that, that support, as it has evolved, and as pro- obviously the products and the, the types of technologies and services that we're supporting have evolved, um, that the expectation is greater that customer from customers that they should be able to contact someone or go to a service of some sort to get the solution rather than be rather than it be incumbent as you said on them to consult a manual And i think that's really interesting and maybe we're attempting to replace some of that user manual now with a knowledge base but i think the expectation is ultimately still there that support is pretty accessible isn't it and and all of those activities that you described at the start um, I wonder how many of them would or should go away, you know, if, if, we, if we were to return to some form of a, a, a user manual. I mean, I know we have user guides online for, for all of our products, but whoever looks at them, actually, I think more people looked at a paper user manual for a video recorder when it was in their hands coming out the box and I know not everyone did, but, but that would ever actually necessarily go and look at documentation. Now that's my gut feel. I'm probably way off mark there. What's your feeling on that?
1: No, actually that's, uh, that's ultimately where I was headed. Um, and, uh, um, you know, having managed support teams, um, you know, you, 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 you try and be, well, number one, you want to be consistent. And, um, I think, I think there's there's two issues in the scope creep and the evolution of what of what support is. Um, I I don't believe or slash I think we could do a better job of of articulating to not only our customers but our staff. Here's here's what we will do and here's what we what we won't do. So, for instance, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna um, um, sit on the phone. I'm not going to have one of my my technical support people sit on the phone while you upgrade and transition a bunch of things over for half a day. Um, um, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because... Um, that's money out of our conference because it should have been a professional service. I'm not gonna do that because our, our support is designed uh, to respond quickly to, to Sev1 issues. So if I have somebody sitting on the phone doing nothing with the expectation that something might come up, that's not a good use of, of of anybody's time. Now, again, if if, if um, um, so so now I'll talk about consistency. If if you're consistent in in how you you communicate what's in and what's out ostensibly with your customers and your staff, then it it makes um, it makes uh, everybody's life a lot easier. And and then you can truly manage exceptions. Um, and I'm going to come back to exceptions in a second. But the thing with exceptions is, and and I think we're very much exception driven. Is really where where I'm I'm going with that in in today's world. Got a big sale. Can we do this? Uh, um, but but you to me you can't have exceptions unless you have rules, right? So so Makes you've sense. got that. You've got to have. Here's what we do, and and then occasionally you can say we will make an exception. But I think scope. I, th- I think support the the scope or remit of support has has creeped so far that we virtually do anything. One of the reasons for that is, and I know from my sales days, and not necessarily that I did it, but if. If I'm positioning our product and, you know, there's an RMA process and I make it down to the shortlist and I'm doing a POC, you know, I'll be darned if if I'm going to let, if I'm going to say no to that customer uh, uh, on, a, on a, you know, a panel interview or what have you when they say, hey, if we need to do upgrades, are you going to sit with us when my two competitors have done it? So I think how we sell and what we say has, uh, has driven some behavior from customers. Uh, so, um, but again, getting back to what you said, um, consistency is the key and, and there's no right and wrong. I mean, every organization runs uh, a little differently. Um, I've worked for organizations where, um you 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 can't phone in uh, unless it's a sev1 and then if it's a sev1 you got to fill out you know the uh the B27X form in triplicate to prove that it's truly a sev1 other than that and i think the message was um you bought a car uh you didn't buy a driver so yeah we expect you to 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 do a few things and uh and in that that one organization i mean it was literally does the product work the way it's designed? Not, I need help doing this. So, um, and and there was a little hard love there and there was some quick learning, but, um, and, and that's okay. If you're going to be like that, you have to have a robust knowledge base. You have to have robust FAQs and, and user guides. You have to have a, a, a user uh, forum, a, a community where people can go um, to, to get that information. But the message is it's self-service. Somewhere along the line, we you know data or uh, knowledge bases were created to deflect. We need to lower our cost per per uh, per call, our cost per case. So the knowledge base is going to do that. Well, even that fails. If people aren't going to use the knowledge base, so you really need to um, um, decide what you want to do. Um, support everything if you want. Really doesn't make a difference. Um, support certain things. Be clear about what you want. Or you know, if you want your customers to. Uh, not phone you and and have to get into the discussion about whether this is in and whether this is out. And, and, you know, I work for another company whereby it was funny um, within the first month of people being, you know, on the phones, they come and they say, Greg, uh, can I, can I ask you a question? And I say, sure. What's up? And um, well, I, I got a customer on the phone. They want to speak to the manager. And I'm like, well, what do they want? And they say, well, they wanted to speak to the manager. I go, no, no. What do they want? And, and it's like, yeah. well, they want to do that. And I go, well, what do you think? Like, okay, well, let's do that. And, and that was because we weren't that break fix only, you know, dot, dot, mm-hmm. going to say no, say no, say no, say no, right? We said, yeah. So, and, you know, a- after a while, even when I onboarded new people, they wouldn't come to me because, um, you know, they, they knew how to handle that. It's a little bit about, about how to, how to manage folks as well. but. Um, you know, be consistent with with what you say you're going to support to your customers, mm. and be consistent with uh, uh, your folks because they're going to come to you and say, "I got a customer on the phone, and they want to do this." Mm. And mm. if they don't even know in their minds what is in within the scope of something they should do or not do, that causes confusion.
0: I, I think that's I think that's the key, isn't it? I think consistency. Whether you do a lot or a little, consistency is really, really where it's at because that gives you, as you said, it gives you your folks confidence in what they they can and can't do at any point. They don't have to constantly refer to you for a decision in every case. But, but also, it gives you a great level of predictability, doesn't it? It gives you a great level of predictability around load, around resourcing and forecasting, which... Is impossible to get if you don't know what you're going to be doing one day to the next.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's a great point. Being yeah, I mean, garbage in and garbage out if you uh, if you truly don't uh, understand your data. Um, and uh, what's the other thing I was going to mention? Oh yeah, um, so so when you're consistent with what you do, that transcends the support. You know the support. You know, organization and the frontline people. Um, sales needs to buy into that too, right? Um, sure. Depending on what your escalation process is, um, that's a that's an interesting topic because uh, um, in most cases, it's just the uh, you get a phone call from the salesperson, right? That's uh, escalation. Even if you have a formal escalation uh, uh, process, but <laughs> you know, consistency across the board um, and um, Um, you know, I mentioned the one organization that, uh, that I was with where we were black and white and we'd say, absolutely, Mr. Customer or Miss Customer, um, we're going to help you with this. Our friends uh, down the hall and our professional services group are going to help you with that. So again, I mean, you you teach people not to say no, but the point is, um, and the answer is, 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 uh, is not no. Yes, absolutely. You want us to, to, to babysit and, 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 uh, you know, watch over you while you, um, you know, make some significant changes, some scripting or your, upgrading or whatever absolutely um and and here are the folks that are going to do it right and you know the if if you're not clear on how you communicate to the customer they're like well well don't you do that it's like yeah what we do that as an organization but uh, this group down here they specialize in that Uh, i know you want to get it done right And, uh, and these are experts uh, in that category. Well, how come you don't do it in support? Well, you know, we, we, we staff to, to service those severity ones and, uh, want to make sure that we're responsive, uh, when you have an outage, Mr. Customer or Mrs. Customer. Sorry.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, And that, that's an interesting point because I am going through the process now or have been going through the process for, for the last few months. Um, Within my organization, within the customer office, of crafting what we're calling a service definition, which is effectively, is effectively a support scope and a success scope and and other other parts of the customer relationship, we're trying to define that at the moment very much from the customer perspective, and for us, it's very complex. So, which is why it's taking us so long. But as part of that process, um, what we have very been very careful not to do is to commit to certain individuals or parts of the organization doing the work because that might change. The people who do the thing that we're saying we will do for our customers might change over time. The thing that we want to commit to is the thing that we do for our customers rather than it necessarily being incumbent on any particular part of the business function because that evolves. And actually, it should be fairly... Um, it should be something of a black box to customers. I think how you resource that, and where you know how you plan for that. Customers don't need to know that. They just want their needs fulfilled, right? Um, and although that customer asked you, I, I think that you know your answer was absolutely correct. We do that as an organisation, and this is this is the scope of the service we provide to you as an organisation. Um, then, of course, what you need is a, an accompanying set of internal. Uh, processes, protocols, agreements, whatever you want to call them, that support what you commit to doing for customers. And they can very much, they can be very specific about who does what and they can evolve over time in a way that probably your external scope doesn't evolve quite so quickly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really glad you brought up customers because the way you communicate to them in terms of, uh, of, of uh, a severity definition Um, SLAs. Um, um, And and while you wouldn't, while you wouldn't um, um, publish this, but you know, somebody's uh, uh, two days over on their, their maintenance, their maintenance expired. It's two days over. How do you handle that stuff like that? And that's even challenging in and of itself. Um, um, uh, So I'm a customer and and I'm going to say this with all due respect to customers, but oftentimes customers um, are under the delusion that they're your only customer and everything's a sev one. But the reality of that is that's driven by us as vendors, you know, putting a bunch of restrictions in and being hardcore, hardcore, no on a, on a lot of things. So the communication with customers is, is critical. The definition uh, needs to be clear and, and again, I'll go back to, um, of course, it's okay to make rules or sorry, to, to, to make exceptions. But but if all you're doing is make exceptions, you don't have any rules. And, you know, whatever yeah. happens hook goes right. So
0: uh, right, I couldn't agree more the, uh, the, 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 the basic rules that form your scope should vary little, your exceptions should be exactly that rare. And, so rare that you can be really specific in how you're going to resource them and maybe even monetize them, right? Compared to your more general scope.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, um, the 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 last thing I had to say is it's it's about um, um, t- training your customers flat out, um, 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 communicating in a way that y- you. Um, um expect them to act and how you are going to behave uh with with them um and I think that's where we get into escalations I think that's where we get into um uh, major exceptions. And that's where we get into dealing with the sales folks and saying, you know, no, the, the, these, they've been out of maintenance for, for two months now, and this is the 14th case we've been working on them. Yeah, but yeah, but well, you, y- you know, you have to, you have to really, um, um, be, be concise in, in what you're going to do. Um, and, uh, again, coaching your folks because, uh, uh, oftentimes, no, you know, uh, a lot of closed ended questions and, you know, no, we don't do that. And, you, you know, so, uh, and, and like I said, making sure everybody on the, on the team, uh, uh, is, uh, is marching to the same drum. I think that's, uh, that's critical. And, uh, yeah. and like I said, You know, train your customers that yes, we'll help you, um, but uh, we we have these wonderful uh, self-service vehicles for you, and uh, you know, please take advantage of them. We welcome your input, and uh, you know, I mean, and depending on the organization, you know, we staff for sev ones right mm-hmm. uh, in support as an organization we will do some things that fringe on on well, excuse me we will do things that are in fact professional services and our professional services team be glad to help you they're the experts they're going to get it done right scope it perfectly and uh and and you're happy so
0: that's it for today go to customer support forward slash 148 for the show notes and i'll see you next time